0: So, welcome to the mystery group discussion for Accessible World, and today is March 22nd, the second day of spring, supposedly. We started out this morning with snow. The snow was falling and falling and falling this morning, and it looked rather like uh, one of those um, Christmas cards that everybody gets at Christmas time. And this is the wrong season for it. And it should go away and not come back. That's what I think. Anyway, we are discussing Murder 101 by Faye Kellerman. And as I usually do at this time I'm going to ask folks to say what they liked about the book. Did you like it? Did you not like it? And uh, why? Why did you like it or not like it? Um, So with that I will turn uh, turn the microphone over to you folks.
1: Well I did read, as I said, the first four or five chapters. What slowed me down was how many times um, this detective who is supposed to be working on a, a, um, a murder case and they want him there quickly says, oh, I'll walk because I can't uh, ride for religious reasons. Well, I understand that, but then he wouldn't be doing this because this is still work. I mean, I, I didn't quite get it. Um, I think that slowed the story down, although the, the factoid was of interest, if that makes any difference.
2: Well, this is Alan. Uh, I, I enjoyed it pretty good. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I, I kind of liked the character. I started reading, uh, I read The Ritual Bath, which is the first one in the Peter Decker series by Faye Kellerman. And, and then I, I liked it enough, and it left enough unsaid that I read uh sacred and profane which was number two and i went ahead and read milk and honey which was number three uh and you know i you know i kind of like the way she does this guy i mean it's it's a good story and i kind of like the uh, uh uh the little bit of the way that sh- uh she infuses it a little bit with the judaism and stuff which was which was kind of nice and uh uh, I mean, yeah, he, he's a good thing. I thought this one was a little bit, uh, a, a little, a tad long in the tooth. Though I thought it went longer than it needed to. Uh, I, I didn't mind so much with his walking because of uh, uh, Sabbath restrictions and stuff like that. But uh, it just, it, it just seemed to kind of drag. It kind of toward the end, it got a little bit. The whole thing with, uh, with the CIA involvement and the Russians and the whole thing, I, I thought just got, got a little bit. Over the top, but uh, yeah, uh, it it, it, was, it was a decent story. Like I said, I, I stayed within and read the whole thing. I I, I like the characters. i mean, I like, I like Peter and I liked Rena and I really liked the the Tyler guy, the obnoxious rich kid. And I, I thought she did a good job of uh, presenting him and and showing him uh, the progression he made through the book. So yeah, yeah, I, I have to say I enjoyed it.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm apologizing because I'm a little bit late. My cleaning lady's still here, so if I get a little distracted, you'll understand. Um, I enjoyed this book. I enjoyed it a lot. I was um, sort of neutral to start with because the other Faye Kellerman that I've read didn't seem nearly as, um, I'm not sure what even to call it, good a read, I guess you would say, as this one was. Um, I'm like you, Alan. I like Nothing about the Judaism stuff bothered me either. And in fact, I thought it was pretty interesting. I didn't think about the idea that, well, he was actually working, so why would it be such a big deal? I mean, if he's already working, then getting in a car doesn't seem like such a big deal. But apparently that's something that he had come to terms with himself. So, whatever. Um, I thought it was... Um, I thought it was really good. I could see the point about saying that it was a little bit on the slow side at the end. And I thought, too, that it kind of, maybe the way I would put it is, it was sort of like ended with a whimper instead of a bang. So, um but other than that, I enjoyed it and actually at this point am more interested in reading some other Fate Kellerman. I think one of the other books of hers that I read was that one that was said in medieval times which was really brutal.
4: Well, I thought the book started out fairly slow and I thought I might give up on it. Um... And then it wound up getting a lot more interesting with everything going on. I did have to suspend belief when they gave Rena a gun and let her carry it into a school. Um, I just, I just don't think that would happen, no matter who her husband was. But once it got into the Later parts, it got better, and I was literally floored by the final um, explanation of what had happened.
5: Um, I enjoyed the book. Uh, I was I was kind of disappointed by the ending actually because it's just all these guys that uh, come rushing in because the code expert brought them in. It felt a little like the author just needed a way to finish the book and that was a quick and easy way to do it. Um, We never really found out what happened to the character Victor Gerard. Uh, We are supposed to conclude, I guess, that he either got knocked off or else just went riding off into the sunset. Unless I, unless I missed something. Uh, but other than that, I enjoyed the back and forth between the characters. I uh, think that uh, Tyler got to find out in, 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 uh, in, in Peter, T- Tyler got to find out what having a real father might have been like. But not, not that he would ever would have said that.
0: Uh, well, I read the book, but I read it last month. And since then, uh, I had a huge, hor- horrendously horrible cold. And um, I started reading, rereading old favorites, as I usually do when I have a horrendously horrible cold. So um, I didn't remember until you guys said... Uh, you know how it had ended, but I these Kellerman books intrigue me because of the culture. And those of you who know me know that you know. anytime I can get a mystery that has a different kind of culture or um, takes place in a in a region of the United States that's that's different, I always I always enjoy those because. I like the the um, the background of the story and the the various characters that these authors use, and um, so I, I enjoyed it for that reason, if for no other. Um, I I was intrigued by the code kind of stuff and all that kind of thing. I think that the um, The mystery itself turned out not to be the important thing, but the the growing of the um, of the young man turned out to be the more important of of the the issues in the book. And I, I kind of like that because I like good character development and and uh, that kind of stuff. So I really I really like that and. Um, So, I liked the book. It was good. So, um, uh, and as far as the, the not, um, not driving on the Sabbath, um, yeah, uh, and it's interesting. She portrays Peter as being, uh, very concerned about the, the, um, outward manifestations of his conversion and um, that's that would be true to form because many people who convert to whatever religion it is are very concerned not only about their spiritual growth but about their the outward manifestation of their conversion to prove that they really are what they say they are and so um I think that um the book started out on the Sabbath and with the with the policeman asking him for help because the policeman wasn't accustomed to a real murder and since the the place where he had to go wasn't too far he decided to walk rather than um, rather than to drive himself, which he can't do on the Sabbath. I think if it had been farther away, he would have accepted a ride from, you know, the, the, uh, policeman. Um, which would have been okay. Because you can be driven on the Sabbath, you just can't drive. Which is kind of weird, but anyway. Um, I... I I wish Joni were here because she could explain it in more detail, Um, you know, because I I just explain what I know um, after having read these books and books that also have to do with Judaism. And just one comment about the the quality of mercy, Um, yeah, I found it to be very brutal. And in fact, I I started it, and I I couldn't um, I couldn't get past that first scene. It just it just was too graphic for me. I just uh, I thought, oh God, I can't deal with this, so I didn't. But um, I may go back to it. I don't know. I might. Anyway, any other comments, questions,
1: or anything on this book? Yeah, always. Um, I do like books with. The culture. Um, it just struck me that I think two or three times in the little time I read it, they had to look for a kosher restaurant. You know, whereas as you know, uh, sure they did, but you know they're Jewish, so you you know, um, and and he couldn't put uh, a special point was made that he couldn't push the buttons on the cell phone, um, whereas if. If someone who wasn't out, maybe to educate, would be doing this. I mean, I I've read the Kellerman's. I've gone through his his conversion and his uh, the whole thing, you know. But uh, it just seemed she kind of forced the issue. But maybe, just maybe, that's because I've read so many of them.
2: Well, and I have a question since uh, this one was set up in your neck of the woods. I I believe you're up in upstate New York where this was set, I believe, was, I don't even remember the town, I know it ended in, ended in something like Berry or something, is, is that a real town, and were, and were those five colleges they kept m- mentioning real real colleges or not, I know Littleton was one of them, and I know there's a Duxbury that has something to do with braille creation, but I think one of the colleges was named Duxbury, and they rattled off the other, other three as well, uh, are any of these places real, or was, was it all uh, uh, fictionalized? Nah,
0: now um, they're not. It's not. It's not a real town. Um, although it is somewhat similar to, say, Poughkeepsie, um, which is rather a large city, um, well, larger than a town. Um, but no, there's no place that has five colleges in, in upstate New York. It's sort of modeled on. Some of the little towns that are scattered up and down the the uh, Hudson and Mohawk valleys you know it's it's not a um a true an actual place it's sort of like um uh what's his name's um big city you know um, which is actually modeled after New York oh you know who I mean um uh, Oh, his name's right on the tip of my tongue. The the guy that wrote about Steve Carella, you know, what's his name? You know who I mean. Um, so, no, it's not a, a real town, as far as I know. Um, but it's it has some realistic elements in it, but it's not a real town.
1: I'm sorry, guys, i got to leave. Somebody's going to be here in about two minutes, and I have to do some computer work.
2: Well, bye. Thanks for coming. And, uh... Well, I, th- I always thought Gotham City was kind of modeled on uh, New York City, but, but but that's Batman. I don't think that's who you're talking about, Ann. I'm not, I'm not connected with who you're talking about.
0: Well, I just remembered. It's Ed McBain. You know, and his... He never gives the city a name. It's the city, you know, and, and the various suburbs, and, and he has these unusual names for them and stuff, but it's supposedly modeled after New York City. Now, who the heck is that?
2: Well, the, the the city is what anybody that's from up there always refers to uh, Manhattan as. So uh, uh, I guess he's maybe he's following in those steps.
3: That may be true. I thought that the way that he, having never been to upstate New York, I can't really speak for this very convincingly. But I thought that um, it felt real. Um, I've known some people that lived in that in that area actually. More now that I think about it they lived in Maine but it was it felt a lot like that sort of northeastern kind of place
2: I haven't been up there either but yeah I, I thought the uh, the descriptions of the area uh, it, it seemed to flow really well I thought she did a good job of uh, uh, my impression was she either has spent a lot of time up there or, or did a lot of research because it, 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 it all felt right I guess Ann can address whether it felt right to her since she lives up there but uh uh yeah although they they were doing a lot of town hopping i mean they were doing i mean they were moving a lot between upstate new york and uh, uh new york city and and boston it seemed like they were they were for for somebody that had problems driving that uh that they were doing a lot of driving but i i guess they were doing it on uh uh on times other than from sundown friday to sundown saturday
3: i really enjoyed um the characters in this i think uh, like somebody else mentioned, even more than they liked the actual mystery. The mystery was okay and interesting enough, and the thing about the code was pretty cool. But um, but the thing that really made me enjoy this book was the interplay, of, particularly between uh, Decker and the kid who was his um, partner.
2: Yeah, I think that was probably my favorite part of the book, too, because I, I thought that was very well done, the... Uh, uh, uh. It. it I, I've got to have some characters that I like to really enjoy uh, to enjoy a book thoroughly. I know Bob Bob doesn't not agree with me on that, but uh, that's the way I am. And I and I liked I did like the interplay between those two. I thought I thought that was that was that was very well. And I ended up kind of I really ended up kind of liking that that kid because he ended up uh, what was his name McAdams maybe Tyler McAdams something like that. Uh, his character became a lot more likable as the book progressed. And uh, I thought she did did a really good job with that.
0: Hi, sorry guys, um, but I had to answer that phone call because it had to do with transportation. And I had to find out if I was going to get transportation when this one got... And uh, I am not, so I have to call somebody else. So, anyway, what were you guys all saying?
2: Well, Deb and I were commenting about how we, how we liked the... Uh, our favorite parts of the book were the the the, the interplay between Decker and uh, uh, Tyler McAdams. We, we liked the way that was done, uh, and and the way that the, uh, the Tyler character developed through through the book. I especially liked. And then we had also said that uh, we weren't sure, but it felt like the settings were were were. More well done, and we figure you could address that since you you live up in that part of the uh, of our country.
0: Well, the settings were right; that the natural settings were absolutely right. Um, you know, the 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 woodland and the and the the little towns and the and the um, you know all that was all that was correct. Um, the the little village or whatever you want to call it as I say was not um, a real place and neither were the five colleges but there are places similar to that in that same area I mean it's you know it's it's loosely based on you know like uh, Ithaca or, or um, you know some of the towns up and down the, the Hudson Valley you know but it's not it's not a real place well,
2: I ended up thinking that... Was his name Victor with a K, maybe? The guy that they weren't ever able to find? Does everybody else think that he was the one that actually did the killing? Because I don't think they ever really told us that. But that was That's how I ended up... Uh, that's what I ended up uh, thinking at the end.
4: I think he was a Russian agent or a Ru- Russian agent that went rogue and started killing people when he probably shouldn't have. So they took him out.
0: Yeah, yeah, because um, I don't think he really needed to kill the girl. I because mean, she didn't, she, she didn't really, she had um, forged the art, um, you know, some of the art, but she really, um, you know, she didn't do anything that bad. Um, but then, you know, th- it wouldn't have been the same story. So, you know. Um, what can I say but yeah as far as the development of the Tyler character yeah I really liked that because it showed that um, Peter was actually mentoring this new policeman and how and why and you know all that and it was it was a good thing I I like that part me too
2: well I should probably go back and listen to that last scene again because I, I i know i've lost some of the details right either that or i must have been not novel i was listening to part of it toward the end but so who what were the uh the two people that were killed the uh, the girl and then her uh, her partner in crime i guess that, that lived up in boston uh john somebody or other did they did they stumble across that code book while they were up to their shenanigans and stuff, doing their various stealings and stuff, and it had been hidden in his house maybe, and because I, I, I know one of the cops up in the uh, the Boston area was the one that had found it, and it was the that code book led back to this amber room stuff, or I don't know, I. I, I I just ended up getting kind of confused because it it got a little... I I need to go back and listen to that part again, but that that, that was part of the reason I got a little uh, 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 dissatisfied with the ending because I thought it got a little complicated toward the end, but it's probably just my own shortcomings.
4: I never did exactly figure out where the code book came from. It just sort of appeared out of nowhere. It was stolen from somewhere, but it wasn't clear to me where from.
3: Yeah, it. That's my impression too. And what's more, <clears throat> I think that that was kind of supposed to be kind of mixed in with the whole uber secret stuff from the CIA people. Um, I think that the implication was that the Russians had taken care of the Victor guy. Now, what that means. We never really found out exactly, but apparently he was at least no longer in the United States, but apparently was maybe no longer among the living.
2: Yeah, well, I I know that Russian guy that, that dressed badly and that uh, that had uh, unlikable eyes that was at that last meeting kept saying that over and over again. So, yeah, I, I guess that was the implication that uh, they had taken care of business but whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like... Uh, was it Marshall that said that said I mean that that was kind of a or maybe it was Kathy, that was that was kind of a a, a pat kind of way to wrap it all up I thought, but uh yeah, let's let let's let's go back into the Cold World cold war era and uh kind of dump everything right there. But hey, yeah. That's the way she chose to do it.
3: Yeah, I thought that the ending in that respect was weak, and as I sit here thinking back on it, another thing that I think was a problem with that ending was that here we had all these characters who she really fleshed out beautifully and were nuanced in so many ways, Um, like the Tyler guy, for example. Um, And yet, when it came to these people that were the... Russian bad guys, they were just so black and white, black,
4: black, black,
3: that, you know, it was a little bit um, annoying to me.
4: Well, the, uh, some of the things the Russians have done in the past haven't exactly been nice, you know, uh, killing the guy with ricin and the rice and tipped umbrella, and poisoning that guy with plutonium. Polonium. Pluton, polonium uh, you know, they. I think I could see the Russians doing something like that. I would have hoped our government would have been a little more um, reactive than that, but who knows?
3: For sure, I'm not defending Russians in general. It's just that it just i don't know everybody in it that was russian was a bad guy and I, whatever it's just it it just any time that everybody in something is so bad it just makes me not really believe in it very much i guess that's my point, my point not uh, you know not that i'm trying to defend the russians in particular
2: well yeah and 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 i agree to it. And I, I also agree that it, they brought him in at the end and it was just all kind of dumped on it she didn't take any time with that part of it, but that that's the way she wrote the book so you know they have they had this meeting you got the you know you got the bad russian guy and that's that's how she explained everything and there was no time to develop that guy he he just kind of he just kind of stood out as a, a, a typical black and white fashion so yeah so i guess that would. Uh, there was really no other time to develop the way, the way she wrapped the story up.
0: Okay, very good. Any other comments, questions, anything?
3: I guess one other thing I wanted to say about this book is, I'm, and I don't, re- I know I've read another Faye Kellerman that was not um, said in medieval times, but I don't remember it having that really almost like, homey quality that this did. I really enjoyed the sort of warmth and um, compassion in a way that, um, that she wrote with in this book. I thought that was just a very pleasant, nice thing to read. I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the reading of the book uh, a great deal because of that.
0: Well, that's very interesting because I found, as I say, the the quality of Mercy to be at least the first co- uh, ten pages or so to be so out of character for her. You know, writing this, this horrible scene and I just could not go through with it. I just, I find descriptions like that just way too much for me. I, I just don't like that kind of thing and... um but all of the other Peter Decker uh, Lazarus books are that kind. They have; they're very much concerned about family and the relationship between not only Decker and, and his wife and her family and all that, but the the um, the relationship between the other characters, even the criminals and their families. Um, I think it's a very family-oriented. Um, series. And so I think you will enjoy um, others others of her books if you get a chance to read them. The first in the series is The Ritual Bath. And they go from there. Um, okay. Uh, well, I have to tell you, that I have no suggestions for April. I'm going to bring up my notes and see if we had any suggestions for April. Um, because I, I had this horrendously horrible cold, as I told you. And when I get sick like that, what I want is old favorites. I want comfort reading. I guess would be the best description. So I'm currently in the last book of the Belgariad, and so <laughs> I don't have any mysteries to suggest. But I'm gonna check my list and see if we had anything on for April. Hold on.
2: Where is ain't going to check her her, her list of potential uh, books? Is that what she said? I, I apologize. I was I was reading through my wish list on 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 Bar trying to come up with something.
4: Yep, that's what she's doing.
2: Thank you very much.
4: Yes.
0: um, Now, I have here something that says Mallory's by Carol O'Connell. And uh, it says April here. But I don't know. There must have been a second... um, There must have been a second... um, word in the title, but I have here Mallory's and by Carol O'Connell. Does that ring a bell with anybody?
2: Well, it's in my wish list, and it does ring a bell, so it must have been put forward on one of my book groups. The second word is Oracle, Mallory's Oracle. It's DB40108. It is by Carol O'Connell. Reading time, nine hours and change. Read by uh eh, Madeline Buzzard not one of my favorites. It is a mystery and detective stories, okay? Uh I would try to read you the summary but uh it's getting kind of blurry. I can't see it. So, uh and I also want to throw out one that uh that I've got in my list called uh it's one of my by one of my favorite authors, uh, Ridley Pearson. I've read a lot of his stuff. He's got a series with a detective named Lou Bolt that I always liked, but this this has got another character. It's called Probable Cause. Uh, it's read by George Patterson, and its reading time is 10 hours and change. And it's Mystery and Detective Stories, and it's in the bestseller category, too. So uh, may- maybe something else to think about, but uh, Mallory's Oracle by Carol O'Connell. I think we may have somebody may have mentioned that last time as well. Okay, I'm going to quit talking now.
0: Well, thank you. There we go. Yeah, Mallory's Oracle By Carol O'Connor, and I don't know what. um, 40108. Okay. All right. Um, I've got it now. Uh, But that was the one that we had slated for April. And I've never heard of this author, so I was kind of looking forward to reading it. And if you guys agree, then that's what we'll do. Otherwise, um, why don't we do the Ridley Pearson one for May? Does that sound like a plan?
2: That works well for me. They're both in my wish list, so I'm ready to go with either one of them. uh, Or ready to go with both of them. One for April and one for May. And it's Carol O'Connell. Carol O'Connor is the one that played Archie Bunker in All the Family.
0: Well, pardon moi. Okay, Carol O'Connell And that's, I have two N's and two L's, but I hope that's right. But I have the DB number as 40108. That's what I have written down here. So, um, if anybody
3: does, are there any objections? I have absolutely no objection to that. That sounds fine. Um, I was going to suggest for a future time, if... um, if it's not something that you guys have read before, I ever started this group. There's a there's a series that's English about a guy named Rutledge who was a World War One veteran who keeps hearing voices of this guy that he killed in the war. That I found I find very good. The guy who is the author is Charles Todd. Have we have have we as a group read any of those books? No. Um. Sounds interesting. Uh,
0: I'm just writing down in my notes here because I I need to keep track of stuff. Probable cause and you said Ridley Pearson um, Allen. And I'll get yours in a minute Deb. um, But I can only write so fast. Did you say Ridley Pearson?
2: I did say Ridley Pearson and the book number is 32682 So it doesn't show the the date that it was released, but with that number, it must it must be older. But, uh, yeah, there you go.
0: Okay, and Deb, what was your other suggestion? You said um, uh, Todd,
3: Charles Todd, did you say? And what's the name of it? I will have to get back to you with the name of the book. I don't remember the name of the first one, but it um, there's a whole series of them. I apologize, but the guy's name is Rutledge, who is the the main character, the detective. Okay. Hello,
0: Joni. We missed you. Um, and we're, we're very glad that you were here because um, we had a couple of questions that you could have answered for us, but that's okay. Not a problem. Um, we were, well, we were inquiring as to what can and cannot be done on the Sabbath. And we were referring to the fact that uh, Peter Decker walked from place to place in this one part in the book because it was the Sabbath and so forth and so on. So, um, if you can enlighten us, that would be super. Um, let's just take, take one and go back here and then we'll tell you what we've, what we're doing for April.
6: Good idea. Well, I'm so glad that I got home in time. I was at a family, a family gathering to, um, dedicate a foyer in a temple where in a synagogue actually where um, this one cousin of mine was very active and this girl was murdered by her husband and this happened in um, December of December 31st of 2009. And I kind of, after I heard about her death, and I heard what they said happened, I, from my mystery reading, said, she just didn't hit her head on a faucet. She was murdered, and I was right. So, um, I saw people in my family that I hadn't seen, but let's cut to the chase sorry to be blathering on about myself, guys, but um, okay, the Sabbath for very orthodox and some conservative people is a total day of holiness. Although Peter uh, although if you have to work, then you're kind of allowed to and in Peter's case He has had to work on the Sabbath many times, but he tries to walk because you're not supposed to ride on the Sabbath. Um, uh, Well, any more questions? Well, you're not supposed to do anything really like work on the Sabbath, but he kind of does because he's in the kind of work he's in. Could you hear me?
4: Does that include uh, pushing buttons on a cell phone?
6: You're not supposed to use the telephone at all on the Sabbath. Not at all. Unless it's a real, real emergency. You're not supposed to ride in an elevator unless it's what they call a Shabbos elevator where it is automatically run. Say you're at a place where they have such a thing which would be a very very um kosher hotel something like that and if you don't have to push buttons you're not supposed to push buttons i am not that observant i'm not really observant at all and i'm certainly not orthodox but i know a lot about it because as i was growing up we kept a kosher home i never did but I know how to do it. I could set one
0: up, set one up, in a minute if I had to. Mm. Well, thank you. I appreciate knowing that. Um, I I know a little bit about, you know, kosher foods and and that sort of thing because I have several acquaintances and friends who are who are Jewish. So, but I was I was intrigued about the Sabbath because the folks I know are not as conservative as these folks, and they tend to um, you know, not observe the Sabbath as, as strictly, so I, I, that was why I had the questions. Okay, now, we just got to the point of choosing books, and our book for April is called Mallory's Oracle. And I spelled it M A L L E R Y, which I hope is right. Mallory's Oracle, and it's D B four zero one zero eight, and it's by Carol O'Connell. And I think um, Jill was was uh, intrigued by this one because she said <laughs> that since the author had her same name, she wanted to read it. So. Um, but everybody said that that would be fine. That that that, that was a good book for the um, the the April the April meeting, and that should be, as far as I know, April twenty sixth. And if I'm wrong, you know, I'll let you know in the in the um, in the blurb when I send it out. By the way, did anybody have any trouble? Um, getting on the list or or remaining on the list or anything for the mystery discussion email uh, email list because they changed their server.
2: No problem staying on the list. It is April 26th. Mallory spelled M-A-L-L-O-R-Y apostrophe S. So uh, everything else was was spot on.
3: So who's in
6: the room anyway? And I didn't finish the book but I have some ideas about Bay and Jonathan
0: Kellerman. Well, we've got Marshall and me and Alan and Deb and Kathy Blackburn and the Prians were here for a while and then they had to go because they were having company. Um, and that was it. Um, I think that was that was pretty well it because we we had a kind of a slim slim pickings today.
6: Well. I think that Jonathan and Say Kellerman, um, the books are very much as they have been throughout. I have, as I said, I didn't finish the book. I found there's a little bit too much, more than I want to know about the the things in the art museum. The stained glass setup was kind of interesting. And I will probably complete this book. But I'm a little disappointed because the earlier books, I thought, her books particularly, and I like Jonathan too, but the earlier books, I think, were better. Um, and I guess I feel that way about a lot of authors. Maybe it's because I've read too much of their works, but seems like now they produce books to produce them because they know they're going to be on the bestseller list and I have said this before in many different rooms so that's my story sticking to it
0: well I certainly understand what you're what you mean and I agree Um, I don't think this was one of her best books Um, I liked some of her earlier books better as you say and um, you because know, I've read several of them. But uh, I think this was one of those ones where the editor called her up one day and said, Hey, Faye, I think we need a new uh, Decker Lazarus book, and I really think you should write one. And uh, what kind of ideas can you give me by next Tuesday at 5 o'clock? Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's probably what happened.
6: No, I agree with you, Anne. Did people like this book, or what did everybody think of
2: it? Yeah, well, I think we we we, did, we liked it. Uh, I mean, Deb and I s- s- agree. We 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 liked the relationship between uh, uh, Decker and uh, uh, Mac Adams, the you know the kid that was working with him. So that, I think that was our favorite part of it. Uh, I, I thought the ending got got a little a little over the top, but uh, hey, uh, I, I, I stuck with the whole thing and, and read it all.
6: I think I probably will too, because I sort of do want to find out what happened
3: Johnny I think it kind of grows on you a little bit it's kind of like um, if you haven't finished it you don't see the progression of that relationship between decker and the and and the young man he that's just really very special in my opinion
6: so I gather McAdam's kind of kind of sorta is going to get his come up is that
3: sort
6: of Kinda of correct.
3: You mean his dad or the guy?
6: Decker's young partner.
3: I wouldn't call it comeuppance. He—it's—it's he, it's, it's really almost. Um, well, I don't want to give it away, but it, I, there's a certain coming of age quality to it.
6: Okay, thanks, Deb.
3: All righty.
0: Well, um, Joni, glad that you joined us. And anyone have any last comments or questions? Um, we are meeting on April 26th, um, which is the fourth Sunday, so, at our, at our usual time, and this is Eastern Daylight Time, yay, so, um, oh, and would you guys do me a favor, would you please, um, you know, would you please notify the guy upstairs that I do not want any more snow, I do not want any more snow. I got up this morning, and it was snowing again.
3: I don't want any more. Just would you please tell him for me? And it's your fault. You live in the frozen north. <laughs> um, I found the name of the book that I was telling you guys about. And it is, let me get my magnifier over here, A Test of Wills, The First Inspector Rutledge Mystery. And the number is seven76 Two two nine, And the author is Charles Todd.
4: Send the snow to Utah. We need it desperately. We were running around in shorts in February.
6: Well, we don't want any more snow here either. And I'm in New Jersey. But I want to remind people, hint, hint, I want you to come into my banquet of books. The second Sunday in April, but do I know the date? Uh, No, I don't. Maybe there's a rescuer here that can tell us the date that Banquet's going to be on. Because I have been reading some very
4: interesting books, to say
0: the least. Well, the first Sunday in April is Easter, which is April 5th. So if you add 7 to 5, of that makes 12, so it's April 12th, as far as I know.
2: Indeed it is, and uh, I, will, I will give the word uh, about no more snow for you, Anne. if you put the word up for me that I don't want any more rain. So there you go.
6: Well, just let all your friends know, and their friends know, that we love to have people coming to bank with a box.
0: Okay, and the fantasy group discussion is on uh, Tuesday, the fourth Tuesday, and it is um, this coming Tuesday at 9 p.m. here. So, um, and we were reading, oh God, what are we reading? I don't know. Ha! i have to look it up. Anyway, that's what we're reading. So with that, I'm going to bow out and go and listen to the news and see what awful things are going on in the world. But uh, you guys have a wonderful holiday, wonderful Easter, and um, we'll see you next month. Bye.